You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My a special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean Bryant. everybody to another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by brad john bryant kicking off the show this week we had jamie kaler talking about his podcast the dadlands and being a dad comedian next I'm rocking out, man. Man. What do you think of that? Hey, well, man, oh, man. Let me know when you get Jamie on the phone, Stage if you would, please. <clears throat> All right. Can anybody hear me? Oh, yes, yeah, we can hear you. We're here. We're just waiting okay, for you to finish said- rocking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I just... I, I just so let, me, let me know when Jamie's on the phone. That'd I'll be good. call her right Andy now. Andy said all right, EDU. Jamie's a guy. I'll call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him right now. Did Tony tell you the uh, thing I text him? Dad. Uh, did, did Tony tell you what? The thing I text him. Uh, I don't think so, no. Or did you see it on a talking text? I was driving on 169 North the past three days mm-hmm. now. And on the side of the road, there is a dark-colored sex toy. Yeah, not bad. Um, well, on the side, the same one? Same Be specific. One. <laughs> so somebody threw it out the window and it's just laying there? It's just laying there. 169, right before you get to 394. Isn't that an old song, Dead Dildo in the Middle of the Road? It's not in the middle, it's on, it's on the shoulder, but I just traffic was slow on Monday and I couldn't, so I was just looking around, 
I, was like, I always think it's interesting to see stuff like that. It's like, how did that get, get there? Yeah. yeah. Why is what? that there? What's going on? We have Jamie on the phone. Jamie Kaler. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm good. How are you today? Marvelous. We can open up by saying I'm a huge fan of Tacoma FD. Love it. Oh, nice. Yeah. The new season starts in March. Yeah, I was really excited to be part of it. March 26, True TV announced the second season uh, premiere of Tacoma F- uh, Tacoma FD. It'll be March 26th, as Jamie just said, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The half-hour comedy delivered 13 episodes in its sophomore season. It's a very, very good show. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly one of the most fun shows I've ever worked on. Everybody's great. That's nice to hear. You got Dadlands podcast. You got all kinds of stuff to talk about. I'm just, I'm just going to get out of your way, Jamie. I want to hear all about it, man. <laughs> well, well, I love it. Yeah, well, I actually, I hosted a show with Dave Schrader. That's how I'm here today. I did Haunted Live for the Travel Channel. It's cool little, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but yeah, I'm a late-in-life dad. I have two little girls, um, and uh, I'm, I'm coming to terms with it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, what does that mean, coming to terms with it? Well, I had I had kids at my daughter's fifty years younger than me. Yeah, I'll let that mm-hmm. sink in for a second and let everyone absorb oh, yes. the fact that I had a child at fifty years old. Well, I think my uh, longest friend, his dad, is probably fifty years older than him, right, Gene? Mm. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So. Yeah. I always so equated to uh, having kids at my age is kind of like getting a DUI just as you pull into your driveway. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not good we're timing like, at all. I made it. I'm home, and you're like, "No, Jamie, you're bankrupt, and you have children at this point." So that's how that's <laughs> No wonder you have so many jobs, Jamie. It's a good thing. Well, that's what's really funny. Before I had the kids, I was turning down jobs left and right. I was like, "I don't need me. I got a bank full of money." I was on a show called My Boys. I had done Will and Grace, Friends, Parenthood. A million credits. I was like happy as a clam, and all of a sudden, now I have two kids, and I'm like, oh man, I I got to find another job, dude. So I've got like 15 jobs running these days. No, I'm right there, shoulders. My kids are now 33 and 31, and I still have three jobs, so it's never going to end, Jamie. Well, nowadays I, they're probably living with you, aren't they? Are they? Aren't you all in the same home? Still? <laughs> <laughs> no, we kicked him out a couple of years ago. Yeah, get oh, out. You a couple did. Of years. Oh no, they'll be back. Trust yeah. me, they'll be back in about. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> When I well, first because I was a Navy guy, too. I was a Navy lieutenant. And when I got out of the Navy, I just remember, I'm the youngest of six, and my dad was like, he was like, all right, we'll clean out the back bedroom and have you move home. And I was like, are you insane? I would never, ever move back in with my family. <laughs> I was like, I, I'd rather be homeless. I'm not moving back in with you guys. Are you insane? And nowadays, every kid I talk to is like, oh, no. I go, I go what's your plan? And they're like, oh, just, you know, back bedroom still be on my parents' phone plan, and uh, yeah. it should be fine. Yep, it yep. should work out fine. Oh, man, I was, I was looking at the Dadlands podcast. He's a lot of great guests. I have not seen Joe Coy in a while. How, how's Joe Coy doing? He's a great guy. Oh, I my really like God. him a lot. You know, he, so he has two shows next month. He sold out the L.A. Forum. The wow. Forum, where, like, the really? Eagles play. Yeah. Right. Two nights, 26,000 people are going to see Joe Coy. He's, he's doing arenas now around the country. He is... We did the Montreal Comedy Festival together, uh, you know, mm-hmm. many years ago. 
and he is still the nicest guy on earth, one of the funniest guys, hardest working. You know, he has a son, and he, we talked about it, and he he was on the road like 52 weeks a year for the first six or seven years of his son's life. And that's, it's funny because I have kind of stopped doing the road. I used to do road stuff as a comic, but I wanted to be home with the kids. But that was what he did mainly with stand-up. So he, you know, he had to kind of find this balance of being a dad and grinding on the road. And now he's, you know, now he's Learjetting it around, I think. So it, it, it kind of paid off for him <laughs> in the long run. Um, well, yeah, but he's a great cat he, and ridiculously funny. Yep. I agree. He's a very nice guy and he's very, very funny. I also see you've had Jeff Lewis on. We just had Jeff Lewis on this show about a month ago. What another great. You only hang out with nice people. I kind of try to. I really try to. I had Lemmy and Heffernan on. I did another podcast before this called Father Time through the Earwolf uh, podcast system. They, they mm-hmm. kind of hired me to do this parenting podcast. But through right. that podcast, I kind of was an interviewer. I was more Charlie Rosing it, and uh, I wanted to more, sure. be more included and be the funny guy as well. So we kind of let the Father Time go by the wayside, and now we're just doing the dad lands, and it's more of a, a comedic take on stuff. It was funny. I would have I would have guys on Father Time, like Dave Keckner from Anchorman, or Jimmy Pardo, sure, who's sure. a huge comic, or Joel McHale. All these guys came on. Richard Marks did it, and I would talk to them, but it would kind of be more in-depth about, like, their parenting stuff. And so some of them were like, I remember one guy came on, it, was, it turned into a tear fest. The two of us were like two middle-aged dudes Aww. just sobbing about our kids. I was like, my kids, I know I love them so much, I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a repressed <laughs> Irish Catholic guy, so I was kind of like that musket mm-hmm. rifle from the 1800s that you see on the Antiques Roadshow, just ramrodded sure. down with powder. And emotions, and then these two beautiful little <laughs> redheaded girls lit this spark, and now, boom! I cry at Lowe's commercials. <laughs> so it should be. That's how well, life that's, should you be. Know, they do have that one cry. commercial where the kid builds the shed for his father. He comes home at Christmas and builds the shed. Man, that one's a that's a heavy tearjerker of a commercial. You know? <laughs> I, I certainly understand. Now, now, how old are the girls? Uh, so, Jamie, how old are your girls? My little girls are four and six. Oh, it's a great time, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are they yeah. sassy if yet? I'm 35, it'll be a blast. Are they what now? <laughs> Are they sassy? They're redheads. You remember the redheaded <laughs> okay. girl in school? She was the one who set the school on fire? Yeah, I have two of them. They're uh, you're table. talking to a you're naturally talking. born redhead. <laughs> Me too. So here's the deal. We're like, we're the ginger breed. We're bringing, it, we're bringing the whole uh, ginger thing back because, you know, we're... It's, dying out. I'm a redhead, my wife's a redhead, and the two kids are redheads. Oh, wow. So, oh, there's no very sweet. there's no craziness in our household whatsoever. I mean, every day is another and also, battle. And no sun tanning. Mm. <laughs> no, and we live Do in Southern California. Tan. I know, I know. It's like, and trying to put sunscreen on them is, you know, I'm, I'm holding, yeah, just... I'm like doing a full Nelson on her, trying to hold <laughs> this little child down <laughs> while we're trying to slather sunscreen all over her body fighting um, us to no end yeah it's, it's, uh, it's rough <laughs> I look for shade I remember yeah. those days yes so are the girls old yeah, enough you, yet to win? we need to move to Minnesota really we should be up there with you sure absolutely um, yeah. are, the, are the little girls at the, the age yet where uh, you're out in public and you get recognized do they, how do they feel about that or do they not notice it uh, they, 
yeah, they'll see me on TV and just be like, they couldn't care less. They just couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, actually, my wife doesn't care less. Like, I was on a show for four years on My Boys. I don't know if she ever watched an episode. Like, <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I go, do you even know what I do for a living? She's like, no, I don't, sure. I don't. Like, whenever I go out for some job or something, she's like, she never is like, hey, how's the job? What's the character? What's the show you're hosting? Where's the stand-up show? She's like, how much does that pay? That's really all she asks. <laughs> how much money are you going to make? <laughs> That's all she how cares about. Yeah, it's like, well, show me the money. She's Cuba Gooding. I married Cuba Gooding Jr. That's really who I met. <laughs> That might not be good news for you if you married Cuba Gooding Jr. And I like Cuba Gooding Jr., but he's got a few problems right now, unfortunately. Oh, he's a player, apparently, right? He likes... Yeah. I mean, it's great because he always grabs the, my inner thigh as often as humanly possible, which I sure. really enjoy sure. in my... I in dudes I hang at bars with. <laughs> You're like... I just find that so... I mean, at a certain age, and in today's world in social media... Do you not have enough logic in your brain to go, you know, I'm in a public place. Maybe I shouldn't just reach across and grab someone's inner thigh. How about, how about that, Cuba? I think it's okay if you're drunk, though, isn't it? <laughs> so perfectly uh, there is some legality. I think yeah. if, you blow, if you blow above a .15, you can do pretty much anything yeah, you want. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and you can legally you know. just say, look, I was blacked out, man. To me, really, a blackout is nature's way of telling you, dude, you don't even want to know what you did last night. <laughs> True. Yeah, but I mean, you never wake up from a blackout and go, "Oh man, I wrote a book." Painted the house. <laughs> no, your underwear no. and your pants are around one ankle because you couldn't get them over your shoe, and you're on the kitchen floor. It's just not a good. <laughs> it never pans. It never pans out well. No, that's the other thing. Yeah, Lately, here's I, what uh... the problem is. Actually, it's probably the kids probably saved my life. Because I was a comic and an actor, I was I was single in my forties. I was out every night drinking, and now, I mean, we'll have like one glass of wine with dinner on a night, and I, you know, then my little girl comes in, wakes me up at two in the morning because she's scared because the spiders under her bed or something. Who knows? And my body doesn't metabolize anything. I never get enough sleep, so I'm like, I can't even have like a glass of wine anymore. I'm just banged up the next day. It's a train wreck. Well, yeah. You know, as we get into our 50s, Jamie, we... <laughs> I'm just leaving Well, you know, I'm on the downhill wee. side of the 50s, my friend. I'm moving, I'm moving towards your department. I'm, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a di- double diamond path to the 60s at this point. Sure. I understand that completely. I yeah, understand well, I completely. How, how did... Okay, so you have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. So when, they, when the six-year-old was born, did you... I guess I'm just doing full reveal here. Um, that I, I kind of went into panic panic mode when our our son was born before our daughter. So our son was born, and then uh, uh, my wife finally told me, you know, you really need to calm down. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're just being really overprotective. I said, what are you talking about? I'm not overprotective. She goes, everyone even looks at our son. You go, you touch our son, I'll kill you. So I guess I did kind of oh, I overreact. You know, so I got a little nervous. Did you go? Because I was, what was I, 35 when Andy was born? Yeah, I think you were 35. I remember you wanted a SIDS monitor on them. I wanted a SIDS monitor on them. Until they were five. In the 80s. Until they were five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're the norm. That's more normal than anything. I was the same. I thought, oh, this isn't going to affect me at all. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I remember thinking, 
like people would go near my kids. I go, like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Get away from my yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just like that as well. It wasn't until they turned teenagers that I stopped caring. But when they were little, I thought they were going to die in the middle of the night, and I couldn't watch any crime dramas that had yep, any I scenes know. that abused young kids. I just oh, get boiling yeah. mad and freak out. <laughs> What, what That's is, so funny that you say that. I totally agree with that. I can't. And here's what's weird: like every show on Netflix now starts with the murder of a child. Yeah, that's I'm like, I what you want to uh, see when you have a five-year-old, right? Like the edgy new every thing. show. Yeah. To me now, Jaws is really about the the little boy who got eaten by the shark. That's the <laughs> right. whole story of Jaws. <laughs> now, if they the only had shows like, where I'm they like, wiped out, if they wiped out tenth graders, you'd stand up and applaud. <laughs> Yeah. Like the whole story of Jaws should be just be called Mrs. Kittner. <laughs> it's like the Alex yes. Kittner story to me, where I'm like, man, that little boy didn't have to die if you guys had just posted signs. It's really a, the tragedy is the Alex Kittner story. <laughs> that might actually not it's be a bad true. idea for a movie. It's like a, a drama about the family of the boy. It's like it's in the Jaws universe, but you never see the shark. You just see the aftermath of. The broken family. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, a cheerful great idea. On an island. I'm telling you. She lives on an island. She can't get away from the water. Mrs. Kittner has to, every time she sees the water, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's like, oh, my boy Alex is gone. There we go. Oh, psychological <laughs> horror. Oh. We should call Hallmark. Stuff we'll call the Hallmark Network this afternoon. We'll have a deal by tomorrow. We'll sure, get the Hallmark that Network would love that one. No, that would be Lifetime. <laughs> yes, that would be lifetime. lifetime. <laughs> Definitely Lifetime. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen, it writes itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, I do need to, we only have one minute left, unfortunately, with Jamie. Jamie, you're a great guest. True TV announced the second season of premiere of Tacoma FD, uh, which will be on March 26th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Looking forward to 13 more episodes of that. Dadlands is available everywhere you get your podcast, correct? It is true, yeah. And we have a website, thedadlands.io, but the Dadlands is on iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere. And basically, it's just me interviewing you know, a bunch of comics and great dads who are uh, trying to at least make it a little more fun than it than it feels like it is sometimes. I think it's wonderful. Jamie, thanks so much for your time today, sir. Great talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Next time I'm up there doing a club, I'm definitely going to come by and see you guys. Love to see you, Jamie. Thanks very much. Have a good day, sir. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great day. See you. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. And the cats in the cradle and the shoes that was Jamie Kaler on the best of. Coming up next, you may not have heard or probably did though. Tom had a impromptu lunch with the the sitting president of the United States. And he talks about that next on the best of. Just the other day, he said thanks for the ball that tomorrow let's play. Can you well, in honor of Black yeah, History Month, you. I had to be be late. So, uh, and I have and I have a yeah, and I have a sweatshirt on that you would like, Tom. It says, uh, "What is it?" It says, "I'm black every month, but this month I'm blackity black black." <laughs> I love that, blackity black 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 blackity black. That was from uh, God. What was the name of that movie again? I have no idea. Ah. Uh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. Blickety black, 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 blickety black. Ah, uh, damn it! It was about 
Chris Rock in prison. It was uh, a very, very funny movie. Cell Block something. Was it Cell Block? It was something like that, yeah. yeah it was something along CB4, those lines. I think. Something like that. Might have been CB4. Let's see here. Cell Block 4. I think you're right. I think it was yes, CB4. It CB4. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. There you go. We have Andy Tim, took by care the way. Timmy! If I can recall correctly, wasn't that JB's music on the queue? Yes, it was. Yes. Indeed. It was indeed. Hey, hey I, first question I, I have to know. Does the president know of the oh. Lamometer? Yeah, well, I, I talked to him about a number of things. That was uh, quite the experience, I'll tell you. you. Talked to <laughs> Donald Trump? <laughs> That's very cool. Huh. And not an opportunity that comes Wait. up every day. Did you let him know? You know where, what I love? Did you let him know where Kansas City is located? Yeah, I, I said, you know, uh, well, can, Kansas is the woman who answers the phones at the queue. <laughs> Kansas uh, Wheeler is what her name is. Yeah, you know, Missouri, Kansas, what's the difference? And I will tell you this. Uh, up until the Vikings, Minnesota was a huge Green Bay Packers state, so it's not that big a deal. It really isn't. And as a matter of fact, if the Green Bay Packers ever win the, the Super Bowl, you can go ahead and say Green Bay, Minnesota. That's fine by me. As long as we get to win the Super we'll Bowl, I don't it. care. <laughs> we'll annex it, exactly. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. You might want to run that by your folks, but, you know, that's just me. But oh, who cares? Whatever. But it would be nice if you knew where the team was. Because there is a Kansas City, Kansas, obviously. And then there's Kansas City, Missouri. And the Kansas City, Missouri one is where the football team is located. Oh, see, I yeah. thought Kansas City but, was in Kansas, you know. but I also don't pay attention. I, I thought it represented both cities. Honestly, I didn't even know yeah. where they played. Whether it was Kansas or, or, or Missouri. I didn't really care, I guess. But whatever. What did she call him, a stone-cold idiot? Claire McCaskill called him a stone-cold idiot. Which is great. And I wondered, you know, because Claire McCaskill's pretty even keel. She voted Democrat. She voted Republican. She voted for left issues, right issues. She was very fair, actually. And I went, why would she go after him like that? And I went, oh, she works for MSNBC now. This is all about making money. That's why she did it, to make money. Which I don't, that's her business. I, I don't have anything against Claire McCaskill. But yeah, Andy, it's interesting that you uh, nobody told you that. Have you not talked to your mother at all? Oh, he just left. He said he's had enough. Oh, he's he's bailing. <laughs> all right, when he gets back, let me know because I got because he apparently didn't know that I had lunch with Donald Trump on Saturday. Oh, here he is. There's a <clears throat> giant puddle of water outside, and I'm trying to figure out why. Outside where? In the studio, or not in the studio, but in the the suite. Well, what's a giant puddle of water? Um, I mean, how big is it? Oh, this is like three feet across, I think. And is how deep is it? Not deep, but still. Okay, well, you better call building maintenance because it's not our problem, I wouldn't think. I talked yeah, to you mom. you better call building maintenance. See, maybe the renter did something, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I suppose they could have spilled something, whatever, or one of the water bottles. Yeah. As long as it's not overflowing or whatever. As long as it doesn't continue to get bigger, we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. But in any case, Andy, you were out of the room, uh, but and I can't believe your mother or sister didn't tell you this, but I, I had lunch with the president on Saturday. I had no idea. Why wouldn't they tell you? That's so weird. I don't know. That they wouldn't even bring that up to you. That's, I don't know, whatever. I actually saw him on Saturday, case, too, so. God. Whatever. You know, I guess out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. She's out of town, so all of a sudden, I'm just left in the dust. Oh, so he's down at Mar-a-Lago, oh. then. 
Uh, he was, yeah. Uh, but he, we had, we had lunch because I was going to go to the Super Bowl last night. I didn't end up going. And by the way, what, had I found out that because there was a corporate guy that invited me to go to the Super Bowl, eighty-seven hundred dollars for a ticket, oh and he was going to give it to me for free. I'm like, oh, oh my man. god. Wow. It's a lot of money for a football ticket. I, I couldn't do it though. There's, I got to be honest with you. It's so crowded. I just don't know if I could deal with it. What do you think? I would suck it up and go to the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> I would well, suck I mean, it does up. Does it depend on the team, or would you just go regardless? I think I would go regardless. But for sure, if like when the Super Bowl was here and the Vikings had a chance, and I thought they would go, I was prepared to sell everything I owned and be bankrupt for the rest of my life to go to the Super Bowl. I was either going, what, like, or I was trying to sneak in and then end up getting arrested for trying to. Go. You know, all of that is well and good as long as we end up winning. Oh, Can you imagine well, spending that. all that money and your team sucks and they lose? Mm, oh, that would be. I mean, painful. like San Francisco didn't. Like San Francisco yeah, did. Yeah, but last at least they minutes. won. How many Jesus. times before this? Four or five times? Right. Yeah, they yeah. did. They won a lot. I'm well, talking about the Vikings who have never won losing again right. for the fifth time. That would be unbearable. One for the thumb. What's the problem? Right. <laughs> We're. One for the negative thumb? Is that... Yeah, but in any case. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. I talked about that this morning, having lunch with the president and talking to him. It turns out he, he listens to the show uh, once in a while, which I found fascinating. And he knew who I was. He knew... The guy's... Unbel- I've told you this before. I've interviewed him a long time ago. It's been a long time since I've talked to Donald Trump, but... But he knew who I was, and he knew all about you and Alex and Mom and Melissa and Dan. and the, He knew everything. That guy knows everything. If he's going to be face-to-face with you, he finds out everything about you. How did pretty people, impressive. Yeah, how did that come about? Like, you just bump into him on the street, and now we're having lunch? Or? Well, yeah, I did well that. he called me, and I kept just uh, ignoring his calls. <laughs> and then finally... Oh, it's him again. No, yeah. uh, Mike Lindell was also there. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But uh, as I said on the air this morning, um, there were 11 of us, and 10 of us were billionaires, and one wasn't. Gee, I wonder which one wasn't. (laughs) I wonder which one that... Well, that's not necessarily true, because he had some some people there. His lawyer was there. His former security guard was there. Great guys. Really, really good people. Um, Christopher uh, Ruddy, who owns Newsmax, and wants to talk about me doing some work for him there, which would be... Kind of interesting. We shall see how it goes. But, yeah, it was really, really good. The one thing I will tell you, which I I knew from Minnesota, but now, you know, traveling around, because that's, you know, we're in southern Florida. I, everyone on earth knows who Mike Lindell is. And I mean everybody. Yeah. No matter where you go, people line up to take pictures with him. Oh, you're the MyPillow guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) They get all whipped. I, I don't know how the hell he breathes. I really don't. Because, and I'm not kidding you, everybody we ran into knew who he was. Car parkers, uh, you know, restaurant people, whatever. They all knew him. Pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, it was quite the day. I learned a lot. Had a really nice time. The president uh, walked He put his arm around my shoulder. Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? I'm like, oh, yeah. It was weird. And, and, and I will tell you, you know, I, I talked about this on the, on the radio this morning. To grow up the way that I grew up, you know, dirt poor like that and all the rest of it, to end up having having lunch with the president is really weird. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. 
you know, just to go from one thing to, to another. Oh, to me, again, and the reason I wanted to even talk about it was uh, I don't really want to hear how America sucks. You know what I mean? You grew up with absolutely nothing, no education, no money, no, no connections, no anything, no privileges whatsoever. And you end up having lunch one day with the president of the United States. That's pretty damn good country if you ask me. You guys know any other country that might happen? Uh, no. I don't know. No, this yeah. It's, I don't for, for everything that's that's wrong with America today, it's still. I'm not trying to go live somewhere else. Like you can, mm. with the, no. all the problems we have are minor compared to what's going on in the rest of the world. Well, I mean, the problem that you have is if you threaten to move out of the country, all those women lined up to just be with you would be very upset. <laughs> yeah. If you find that you line, know. let me let me know. <laughs> if you ever find that line, give me the tip off. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was a great American experience. It was basically about America to me more than anything. You know, you got Mike Lindell, who's a crack addict, almost dead, threatened to be uh, killed by the mafia. I mean, he the letters in his book. Uh, and now look, I mean, the guy's phenomenally wealthy, tremendously successful. And I think, I don't know, is there anywhere other than America that's going to happen? Maybe Canada. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Tim? I don't think you're going to get that opportunity anywhere else. I don't either. I think that's what I, I love about it. By the way, at the Super Bowl, when they did the uh, Lance Corporal Carpenter, the Congressional Medal of Honor, yep. uh, I teared up like there was no tomorrow. What a wonderful story that was. Was that? And then the Johnny- now, I didn't start watching it until, oh boy, it was just before kick. Was that? I saw the uh, four 100-year-old World War II veterans. Was it before that? Uh, it was right at the beginning of halftime. Oh, okay. You know what? I, yeah. I did the usual. I uh, um, started watching it about a half hour, hour late, and, you know, I, a lot of skipping forward. So I must have just accidentally skipped over that part. Oh, it and, because, honestly, I wasn't really even going to watch the halftime show. I had no interest in watching the halftime show, and I think that's probably why. And I did end up watching most of it, and for whatever it's worth, I mean, it was extraordinarily well done, man. I tell you what. They got a lot more energy than I do. Yeah, possibly the two best-looking 50-plus-year-old women that I've seen. You mean other than Catherine? Well, yeah, other than Catherine. Other than Catherine. I don't understand how they are. Both fifty-three years old and able to I know. physically do all I of know. that stuff. Now, before we go any further on the halftime show, I read this uh, accidentally. I opened up uh, a wound and I read about Super Bowl Four with the Vikings and the Chiefs. Oh did, God! Did you do you know what they did at halftime at that Super Bowl? Uh, wasn't it like Frankie Yankovic and some polka band or something? Well, there were I th- there were a couple musical acts. But one of the things they did, oh, okay, here it is, marching band at Southern University in in Louisiana, presumably. Okay, after that, a massive group of historical performers reenacted military clashes from the famous Battle of New Orleans in 1850. Oh, yeah. They Mm. reenacted a military battle. That was your halftime entertainment. Can you believe? (laughs) 50 years ago, man, that's crazy. It's a different world now, isn't it? Totally different world. Oh, my world. God. Well, even even looking at the halftime show when the, the thing was here, the Super Bowl was here in 92, I think it was really lame stuff. I think Gloria yeah. Estefan actually was 
she sang, but, you know, certainly they don't put on the show that they do now. I mean, now it's a spectacle. It is a spectacle. No, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the music, but they did. They put so much energy into it. Oh, my God. And I just, incredible. I mean, incredible. Yeah, and, it was. you know, knock them for whatever you will about their music or whatever. I think Shakira is really talented. I was shocked. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I knew she was going to be good, but then she played drums and guitar. I mean, she's really, really talented. And then Jennifer Lopez, I could you know, take it or leave it with her. I mean, I, you know, her thing is dancing, and boy, she, there's no question she can dance, that's for sure. The singing was had to have been lip-synced, but, you know. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was, but I tell you what, I I was kind of, you know, if I weren't such a good twerker myself, I'd have been really <laughs> jealous because, you know. Well, they can get those yeah, hips so. moving, can't they? They do not lie. <laughs> hips Sorry. do not lie. I like it. I like that a lot, as a matter of fact. Hips do not lie. I will never forget that for the rest of time. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it immensely. But, yeah, I... Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to be able to watch. First of all, I thought I was going to go to the game. Then I found I couldn't go to the game. At, well, I didn't really want to because I wouldn't have gotten home till after midnight, and that just would not have flown too well with this morning's show. So I'm really glad I didn't go to the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a weekend. It was a hell of a weekend. That's all I that way with the VIPs, but doesn't it take two hours just to get in the door because yes. of all the security and everything? Mm. Yep, it takes forever. It and to get out just fun. as bad, pretty much. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I don't think you would have much fun. It's true. Andy, how are we doing for time? Two minutes. Two minutes, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So, yeah, I had a really good time over the weekend. Watched the Super Bowl yesterday. I didn't think I was going to be able to. Well, I didn't watch it. I watched a little bit of it live, but not a bunch because I had other stuff that I had to do. But uh, it was a hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. That's all I know. Um... I see that Stephen King now has decided he doesn't want to be on social media anymore. Oh, he doesn't want to be on Facebook. He'll he'll go on Twitter, apparently, because they block political ads, but he will not go on Facebook anymore. He has quit Facebook over concerns of false information and privacy. You can't blame him for that, can you? No, not at all. Like, that's, you go on, that's all Facebook is, is just one big security threat, pretty but much. But why would you want to go on Twitter when it's, mostly not entirely but mostly just hateful crap i don't really is a lot of hatred why do people want to be so hateful why do they do it i don't know Uh, anyway we'll we'll take a break here come back to get away with it because they're hiding behind a false name or something yeah the fake name that's exactly right nobody will never know it's really them best of the tom bernard podcast Brief account of Tom's time with the president. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 656 with Rick Bronson and Isaac Witte. Next on The Best Up. TomBernardShow.com with Brandon. Brandon. Mike no, Rasmussen. Wait a minute. What did oh. Brandon do? 
I'm the director of operations for uh, Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Big shot. Uh, wait, him or me? Who's the big shot? Well, that's right. Well, you own the joint, <laughs> so I right. suppose you're the big shot. Brandon, tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, anyway, someone's sorry. not getting a check. <laughs> Mike Rasmussen. And Dee Brand Bernard. Mike Molina. I'm Rick Bronson, the guy not paying Brandon. All right. <laughs> I'm Isaac Whitty. Hi. Isaac Whitty taking care of business, ladies and gentlemen. It's always good to see you, except for when you're wearing a Twins hat. Well, you know, I do my best. Are you smoking pot? I'm. <laughs> I actually got asked that reason. You, it's not pot. It's just uh, I'm addicted to nicotine. Well, you know, Snoop uh, Dogg now owns the. Uh, he, he bought the app. Yeah. It's called uh, uh, Uber Pot. He bought an app. It's called Uber Pot. He said he spent millions on it. So when it's legal in every state, you can just hit his app and they'll bring pot right to your house. <laughs> How badly? I, how true? I'm not making kind that of up. What place do you have to be in that you need that? I was going to say I got a guy. If you guys are really, I mean, I work in show business. It's not that fucking hard to find weed. Well, I suppose Isaac, that's give true. a man some weed, please. <laughs> Come on, Isaac, you got weed. You know Dave Mordor, right? Oh sure, yeah. Yep. Is he still working with you in the morning? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Because you know what? You know how I know him. I just called him last week. We had oh, someone did? bail on us, or two weeks ago maybe. Uh, someone got a TV. Oh no, um, Alonzo Bowden uh, was in a, Alonzo Bowden was in, a, right. was in a motorcycle accident. accident. Yeah. Um, oh, really? So I called Dave and uh, last minute, Dave. Any chance uh, you can do? The- I quit stand up. He said he, he did. Yeah. He I did. I had no yeah, clue. I didn't know that. Uh, that's the week. Uh, who came in? Goddamn, she was funny. It was uh, the other, the tall, pretty, bald, black Zaynab, girl from... Zainab uh, Johnson. Yeah. What's that's her name? It, thank you. Zainab Johnson, right? Zainab, yeah. 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 Zainab Johnson. I didn't see her. Was she good on the podcast? Yeah, she one was and phenomenal. Yeah. Was she, she looked strikingly pretty on she her. She's gorgeous. Is she? Yeah? Okay. She was very subdued. Really? You would She's like her. Subdued. My buddy Brandon here, She li- he likes the uh, he likes the dark girls, I will say. He She's is a, a Muslim, <laughs> though, so you got no shot. <laughs> You're out. So you can't even bribe her with bacon, is what Tom said. No, there's no bacon, nothing. But yeah, I talked to her about that. But it was funny because she goes to me, I'm a Muslim. And then she just stared at me like I was going to overreact and go, get out, <laughs> God damn it. Get the hell out of my studio. No, she was terrific. She was great. Good. As a matter of fact, you've had a great run of people coming in. Yeah, my wife Tammy does a she does a solid job. I give her credit because I have no tolerance to talk to agents or managers in Hollywood. I, I don't know how anybody does. Yeah, I love the comics. I love you know Isaacs. I love I love the I, I love the guys that perform the art. I hate yeah. the guys that are raping and pillaging off the art. Oh, raping and pillaging. No, I really feel that way. I mean, seriously. No, I, mean, I understand. It's, it's kind of like I a real estate agent. We're going to stick a sign in the ground and we're going to take seven percent of the fucking house. I mean, <laughs> I it's not much story. different than uh, you know what agents do because a guy's hot on his own, right? Someone has a certain amount of. Yeah. That they built yeah, up, and right, they can honestly true. sell themselves. But this is a yeah. wonder. You'll love this story. Then my agent's name is Ron Rosenbaum. Ron is very well known in town. He's been around. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yes. He also does. I'm going to assume a fellow he by the sound mm-hmm. of the He's name. Fellow he, absolutely. Right. Ron Rosenbaum. Uh, he does my last deal with with Cumulus. And I get a call from the uh, vice chairman of the company. He goes, Tom. I want you to know that Ron Rosenbaum does a great job for you. What an asshole. <laughs> it was the greatest. Because if he had called and said, hey, I really like Ron, it means I lost money in the deal. You know, so it's good when they go, your agent's an asshole. That's what you want to hear. That's Absolutely. what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm sorry. You want to hear never your call manag- that son of a bitch again. Yes. You want to hear your manager's a good guy, right? Isn't that the difference? Yeah, manager's a good yeah. guy, lawyer, not a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. No. There's no question. Yeah, although there it. are some managers out there, too, that you get the sense that they're just hanging on for the ride. Sure. Well, some of them, yeah, I suppose. Professional right. friend. Yeah, yeah uh, really. Yeah. So, Isaac, things are good. 
Things are all right. Yeah. What do you mean all right? If I ever ask you things again, you always goddamn say, uh, I've, you've never said to me, God, they're just great. Oh, man, skyrocketing, you know? <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear I'm, pl- I'm playing House of Comedy tonight Easy. and Sunday, and I'm going to let uh, John Levitz take it over during the weekend. That's oh, kind God. of you. Yeah. You know, that was uh, uh, Brad Garrett's great line. You know about that, don't no, you? No, what about that? What's that? Brad Garrett was opening for Frank Sinatra <laughs> for like a month. He was he's opening for Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And I guess... He just killed on one of his first nights. And he goes, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around for the feature if you want. <laughs> Frank did not find that funny. No. At all. Oh, man. I mean, how do you not find that funny? It's Frank Sinatra, for Christ's sake. How do you not go, you know what, Brad? I got to give it to you. And, and Brad Garrett tells me, yeah, it was unbelievable because he goes, uh, uh, Jilly, after I said stick around for the feature if you want. He comes up to me backstage. He goes, uh, hey, uh, listen, Bill. <laughs> well, my name's Brad, but, uh, you know, listen, Bill, you can't say that shit about Frank. I can't do it. But they fired him anyway. Well, was, it, did, wow. was it Rickles? I can't remember. You said, oh, I don't know God, if it's a true story, but it said it told a great story about Frank Sinatra where the opener went long one night, and then Frank told the guys to take him outside and said, but don't punch him in the face. He's got a second set tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing really. That probably is Rickles. I, uh, to this day, man, whenever, I haven't talked to Don now in a few years, but every time I ever talk to him, God, I love him. Oh, He's a wonderful yeah. human being and one of the funniest sons of bitches ever born. And and I talk about this once in a while, that the last time I saw him, last couple of times I saw him on the on uh, the Letterman show, nobody laughs. Really? They just don't get it. They, See? That humor doesn't fly anymore, man. No. I, I got to tell you, the, one of the best compliments I ever had was a. Uh, I was working with uh, with an. I'm Canadian. I'm working with an American comic right. who introed me, or extroed me, one of the two, as Canada's Don Rickles because I was just one of those nights where I was attacked right, and I was a right, bit of a pit right, bull. So right. I was like, awesome, really? Anyone that can get that big a laugh off calling someone a hockey yeah. puck is the greatest comic in the world. <laughs> a hockey puck, because you it's not dumb funny. hockey puck. It's so. not funny, but from Rickles, it's very funny. It's brilliant. It's it's brilliant from him. By the way, our concept of two now. Isaac and I have a count. We keep a, an eye on Canadian Jews. It's you right. and David Steinberg. So <laughs> that's it. Those, <laughs> that's it. Those are the only two. Yeah. I'm in good. I'm in good company. Another guy I love. Yeah, he's he's Steinberg. a talented guy. He just oh, uh, he had a documentary that he just. Uh, yep. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've actually heard good things about it. He says, "Tom, I grew up in Winnipeg, and I'll have you know that Minneapolis-St. Paul was considered the Paris." Of North America. Because <laughs> it would come down from Winnipeg to go shopping in Minneapolis. <laughs> the greatest. He was talking about Dayton's department store, which is now Macy's. Uh, but it was, you know, Dayton, the Dayton family. Mark Dayton, our fabulous governor who can't speak English, but other than that. Um, but Dayton's was this very high-end department. It was a magnificent store. And they would come down from Winnipeg to shop and say, it's kind of the Paris of North America. Uh, in his defense, I've spent time in Winnipeg, and it still is the Paris of North America. <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg. Well, they have the... Well, you know what they have yeah, now? They've actually they yeah. got their hockey team back. The they, Jets. The yeah. Jets, not the uh, – which I – actually, I was, you know, I was at – strangely, I was at the first uh, – we were talking hockey before the show, some of the boys outside yeah, right. being the playoffs. I was at the very first game in Phoenix where the – when the Jets came, were given their new franchise or right. old, whatever you want to call it, and they played the Phoenix Coyotes for the first time, which was them playing them. You know, well, them playing old, them, right. Which is exactly. kind of a neat feeling to be at. I'd never attended a sporting event where I felt like history was playing present. You know, well, it's kind of cool. Lakers and Timberwolves, same story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. the same exact story, and I hate the Timberwolves because 
30 years, you can't win more than 16 games. It's incredible it's, how bad they are. Isaac, I can't take it. It's anymore. amazing how bad. I like can't how, take it how the fact that anyone at all goes to see those games. I mean, I I mean, I was given a free ticket the other night, and I was sitting on my couch 30 minutes before the game started. Right. I live five minutes from the stand. From the, right, right. I still was like. No, it doesn't sound fun at all. No, it's it still doesn't. It's free. It still Kevin isn't. Garnett, just a prick, just blows right by the media. Really? I mean, oh, what a prick. I mean, it was like this big show. Like, he's coming back. He's I coming back. Care. Yeah, he's like eight years older, but yeah, he's still coming back. And then he only played, what, two five, games? Two five total. Then he so before, what, before, uh, was it an injury or he just said uh, he, he claimed he was over. sick. He yeah. claimed he was injured. He claimed all this stuff. All he's really here to do is just to put a group together to buy the team. Eventually, holds mm-hmm. the record though. I saw him do something I've never seen anybody else do, and they never will get it done. And what Rush Creek Golf Course? You ever played Rush Creek? No, I haven't. Wonderful golf course up the Northwest Metro. What's it, what's the record? First tee. Garnett tees off. And hits the building behind him. <laughs> that is not easy to do. He put so much underspin on the ball that it went back over his head and hit the goddamn building. Wow. Try that some try to get like that. try to make no, that happen. That's... Was it a wiffle ball? I mean honestly that <laughs> no, because you you would have to hit it perfectly to get that kind of backspin on it. I can't do that with my wedge, and I'm a six handicap. Yeah, I mean, Phil Mickelson does it with a wedge. I did something kind of similar in baseball once. You did? Yeah, when I was in middle school, I hit the ball such that... It's called a foul ball. I swung. (laughs) (laughs) The ball was directly to my right. It went straight up about a foot. So when I... um, Followed through. Re-swang or whatever, like, you know, brought brought the bat back to the right. Recoiled. Yeah. I hit it. It went up. I brought it back to the right. It bounced back on my bat again. That's right. <laughs> That's not easy to it do. It literally man. went nowhere. That is not easy to do. Since we're yeah. talking about Garnett, is it? I've always wondered this. Okay. Did you say since we're talking about since gonads? <laughs> That's Garnett. what you said. Since we're talking about gonads. I heard like, donuts. That's what <laughs> I heard. <laughs> you heard donuts. It yeah. is what you want it to be. <laughs> Good. Uh, since all right. Remember Garnett used to do the whole thing about every time before the game, he'd go out and he'd put chalk on his hands. Yeah. He'd slap his hands together. Well, yeah, chalk right, goes everywhere. Right. Then LeBron James starts doing it. And ever nobody ever went like, "Hey, that's kind of what Kevin Garnett that's used Garnett to do." Still, yeah. Everyone went, "Oh, it's so awesome yeah. that LeBron James yeah. does that." No one ever called him on that. Well, or- LeBron James could be calling a lot of things. Like, do you know what he has tattooed on his back in six-inch letters? No, what on, across his back? I saw him in Vegas in the pool. <laughs> yeah, that's six creepy. Inch letters on his back, <laughs> chosen. No. Gross. Doesn't he know it's the Jewish people that are the chosen? <laughs> You're chosen. You unless, unless, he's convert, unless he's gone all Sammy Davis on me, he is not the chosen. I, sir, am the fucking chosen. Andy, would you look and see if he's still got that tattoo on his boy? That's disgusting. Oh, that doesn't matter how rich you are to think that much oh, of yourself. Who is this? Kevin Garnett? No, I'm still somewhat confused, LeBron honestly, LeBron by James. black guys in general getting tattoos. I don't get it either. I, I mean, I go to some games in Phoenix, and I sit close enough to, that I can, you know, you can hear the players, see their facial reactions, and I still can't make it a tattoo on, on a dark yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Oh, it's worse than you said. It's chosen and then the number one. He's the chosen, chosen. one. Oh. So <laughs> okay, granted, I wasn't drafted first in any league. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I'm still a chosen one. So he has chosen one. Chosen on one, yep. I've got uh, many wow. pictures of it, so it's and real. And it's like six inches tall in the letters. That's um, what they appear yeah, to be. I'd say about that. Oh, big. Oh. It's right across. I'm looking at the, yeah. Can you yeah. put it up on my screen so, so Isaac and Brandon can oh, see what it? What an asshole. That's is that, how assholian is that? Yeah. Look at that. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't see the <laughs> one. Oh, nice. Wow. Can you believe that? On your back. I mean, it looks like it could be an L, like it's Chosenal. Chosenal. Yeah, Chosenal. <laughs> wow. Uh, just a spelling error. He has chosen one on his back. Wow. Wouldn't it be great if a player did that when they were like before they became good, but they just never became good? And then you got this <laughs> tattoo on your back that says chosen one, you suck. I will tell you the whole story now, because yeah. since Andy proved to you that I was not lying, that was on his back, the manager asked him, please stop cannonballing into the pool if you would sir we have you know younger guests and they're getting splashed on and they're getting scared yeah. and lebron replied i does what i want <laughs> he actually said i does what i want and did you say popeye would you like more spinach <laughs> <laughs> i is what i is and i does what i want, <laughs> what, I want. what a prick oh wow it seems like he likes himself yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. anybody who refers himself as the king other than elvis i suppose God. Anyone that has the audacity to go back to the city that drafted him after they snubbed him, after yeah. he snubbed them. Snubbed them, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. It, it's pretty – it's unbelievable. Do you, ever, do you talk about sports at all on stage? Every once in a while. I mean, I, I am – like, I know it's an idiotic thing, but I am a, I am a huge – I am a huge Twins fan. So am I. It's stupid. That's why I'm so pissed off. Oh, man. I, I, I had two tickets for the Twins game on the front dash of my car. Some son of a bitch broke in and put two more there. <laughs> I got four. Fuck, what am I going to do with four? Of. But no, I, I, I've been talking about that on, on the show and on this show. I love the Twins, yeah. and it's been five years. They've been absolutely horrible. Horrible. Yeah, it's it's. And you grew up here. You a Twins fan. Same story. Where'd you go to high school? Minnetonka. Oh, Christ, rich kid. <laughs> no, he said he grew, he told me he lived in St. Louis Park, which I've always been told is known as St. Jewish Park. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's true. So, so you were a skipper. Yep. See, what's I, it? Hang on, now I'm lost. What's a skipper? It's the mascot. The mascot. Oh, okay. How about this one? Where I went to high school, the Minneapolis North, uh, the Polars. Well, when the school is eighty percent black, they don't really like being the polls. <laughs> so our this is I'm not. You can look this up. This is absolutely true. The uh, homecoming slogan, the year I was uh, sixteen, because I quit high school after that. I does what I want. It was not does what I want, <laughs> but it should have been. Tom, Tom's got chosen two on the back. <laughs> chosen on his back. two. No, our, our 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 slogan was bears have soul. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. No one believes me when I tell them my high school slogan was get her done. No way. <laughs> yeah. They no did not. Way. Uh-huh. They did not. Anybody point. tell Larry no. the Cable Guy that? Or? Yeah. Is this for I mean, your, your graduating class slogan? Yeah. Oh, your graduating class slogan. Okay. Well, I mean, like it was, you know, painted on our windows and everything. Get her it, done. It was like the, oh, it was the high school thing, oh, yeah. God. That'd be like a Canadian school of having just fucking given her a. That'd be <laughs> I like that. That's a great slogan right there. It's not every day you get to have lunch with Donald Trump, but it's every week you get to enjoy the sweet sounds of the best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you as always by Brad Sean Bryant. Great clips this week. Jamie Kaler, a lunch with Donald Trump, and Isaac Witte and Rick Bronson. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.